This is the Maroon and White Report, an hour-long look at Texas A&M Aggie football and more. I'm John Rawl, executive producer. I am filling in for Gabe Bach and the cast at Texas Radio this week with the Aggies having the Thursday game this week. A lot of people working triple overtime, and I've stepped in to kind of pinch it. So I know I may not be in the know quite like Gabe and Billy Lucci and all the great people at Tex-Ags, but let me set the stage. Luckily, just a few days ago, I had a chance to talk to Gabe on a show I host called The Y'all Show, a regional show that's all about the South. You can get it in iTunes. Simply search for Y'all Show, and you'll get this all-Southern show where we talk a lot of SEC football, but we talk a little Big 12, a little ACC, and then we talk about country music. We talk about NASCAR. We talk about... Let's see, politics? Yeah, we talk about a little bit of everything. Anyway, this is not the Y'all Show. This is Maroon White Report. But on the Y'all Show recently, Gabe was my special guest. And so luckily here on this week's show, Gabe's lovely voice will be heard as we'll replay that interview with Gabe where he kind of set the stage for Aggie Football 2018. And we'll hear that most of the show this week will be Gabe and I talking about Texas A&M's upcoming season. So we'll have that on today's Maroon and White Report. Plus, later in the program, we'll take a look at all of the opening weekend festivities in the Southeastern Conference. Some good games going on in the SEC. We'll have all of that on today's Maroon and White Report from CRM Sports. All across Texas and beyond, people are buying from Tom Light Chevrolet. Why? Because we constantly challenge ourselves to give you unrivaled savings. With the most competitive internet pricing available, there's no need to drive all over the map for the best closeout deals of the year. Tom Light Chevrolet has the largest selection of Silverados, Cruises, Corvettes, and Camaros in the Brazos Valley. You want more for your trade? Come in and get a free cash offer on your old car with no obligation to buy. Tom Light Chevrolet is your official Auto Trader trade-in marketplace dealership. Feel free to walk away with cash or use it as a down payment on your new Chevy. Because we know that when you see these amazing closeout prices, you'll never want to shop anywhere else. That's why since 1972, all roads lead to Tom Light Chevrolet. Come and see our team at North Earl Rudder Freeway in Bryant or shop us online all the time at TomLight.com. Chevy, find new roads. As a business owner, your daily focus is on increasing sales, decreasing expenses, and maximizing profit. And while you may have insurance for your business, you may not know if the coverage is adequate or if you're paying too much. With Dexter and Company Insurance, they'd like to help you out. Since 1876, Dexter and Company has been serving the business, home, and auto insurance needs of Texans for a reason. They provide the most comprehensive insurance coverage at the best price. For a quote on your insurance, call 764-8444 or click DexterCompany.com and see what Dexter and Company can do for you. Whether you brew the craftiest beer or offer the sharpest haircuts in town, we've got the right business cards to promote what makes your business great at Vistaprint. And right now, we're offering 500 custom cards starting at just $9.99. You can choose everything about your card, the shape, the paper, and you can design it yourself or ask for a little help from our support team. So get the most bang for your and head to Vistaprint.com to get 500 business cards starting at $9.99. Use promo code 7373 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 7373. Hi, I'm Jessica Alba, entrepreneur and mom. When it comes to helping students succeed, I'm all in. And so is Staples. That's why I'm teaming up with Staples for Students and DonorsChoose.org, the charity that helps teachers bring learning to life. Join us by donating in store or online at staplesforstudents.com. Your donation will help local teachers make a difference for their students because every kid deserves a great start this school year. And we're back on the Maroon and White Report, a program all about Texas A&M football. I'm John Rawl, executive producer. Normally on this program, you're going to hear Gabe Bach and Texags Radio. You'll hear Billy Lucci, the star, you could say, of Texags.com, and Olin Buchanan and the other regulars that appear on Texags Radio and College Station. Also, Texags.com, the largest Aggie forum 
and one of the largest, if not the largest, website for college sports fans across the entire galaxy, texags.com. Log on now, get a subscription, see all the banter going on about the Aggies' 2018 season. Now, we're going to hear Gabe in just a few minutes. We had the luxury of interviewing Gabe just the other day on a program called The Y'all Show that I host Monday through Friday, and I was briefly telling you about it in the show open. You can find it in podcast at Y'all Show. It's where you'll find it on Twitter and in Apple iTunes. It's a free download. Just search for Y'all Show. But Gabe spent a lot of time talking about A&M's upcoming season, so we're going to play that here on the Maroon and White Report, so you won't be shortchanged by Mr. Bach as the Aggie staffers, the football program, and the fans all gearing up for this Thursday game, the season opener as Northwestern State comes to Kyle Field for a Thursday night game. Now, we want to tell you, if you're listening to our show prior to Thursday's game, great. We are glad to have you. We're going to have a great program. You're going to enjoy hearing Gabe talk about the Aggies' upcoming season. However, if you are catching us after kickoff and you're listening to us after the result from Thursday's game, we apologize with the craziness of having a Thursday game. That does affect our production schedule. So this show is really not really about Northwestern State. This show is really about the entire 2018 season. So hopefully you'll be understanding. You'll understand why we're doing this, and you'll understand that Gabe, Mr. Texas A&M, will normally be in the host chair. I'm just helping the gang out as it is a short week and a chaotic week for all. It's always tough when you have your first game and it's a home game at that, but when it's on a Thursday and everybody's going to be watching and this game will be on the SEC Network against Northwestern State and then you got another huge game following up that as Clemson comes to town on the 8th of September. Wow, some great games at Kyle Field, a lot of excitement in Aggieland. And, oh, by the way, did we mention the excitement of having Jimbo Fisher in the house? How about that? We haven't been on the air in months. This is our 2018 debut of the Maroon and White Report. And Coach Fisher leaving Tallahassee, coming to Aggieland, and the numbers are through the roof with excitement, with merchandise sales, with anticipation and his bank account also through the roof. And Aggie fans want to see Texas A&M climb to the mountaintop. Or if they're not going to get to the mountaintop, they better get darn close. And Aggie fans know that financially and resource-wise, A&M can stand up to anybody. And now with a proven head coach in College Station, Texas, This could be exactly what Texas A&M has needed to be on top of college football, to be on top of the Southeastern Conference. I think Aggie fans right now would settle for an SEC championship. They would love a national championship too, but just to have a conference championship would mean a whole lot, especially from the SEC where if you win the SEC, well, you're probably going to win the national championship or you'll be playing for it. And that would be a wonderful thing. Now, the first game shouldn't be too much of a problem. But next week, when Clemson rolls in and Gabe and the staff of Texag Radio get back here to the host chair, that's going to be a lot of fun. What an exciting matchup between these two land-grant institutions, one from South Carolina, one in Texas, meeting for the first time in a number of years. I remember when they got together 10, 12 years ago, something like that. A&M actually went to Death Valley, the one in South Carolina. But Clemson coming in next week. And as we roll on with today's show, Gabe and I are going to actually discuss the 2018 schedule and some of the big games on the slate for Texas A&M. And Clemson is sandwiched between two small Louisiana schools, Northwestern State to open it. And then Louisiana Monroe comes over on the 15th of September for a game at Kyle Field. And then you start looking toward the SEC after that. We're going to come back after the break. We're going to hear from Gabe Bach of Texag Radio, the normal host of the show, as I had a chance to interview him all about Texas A&M. So I'll be the interrogator, and 
Gabe will be my friendly subject when we come back after the break. And then before we get out of here today on the Marine and White Report, I'm going to kind of briefly go over the weekend games, the Saturday and Sunday games going on in the SEC that you need to be paying attention to. College football's back. Everybody put your maroon on, put your white on, and get ready to cheer as we're back with the Marine and White Report as well. So hold on. We've got more of the show after this break. It's the Maroon and White Report, the weekly show all about Texas A&M football. John Rawl, executive producer, in this week for Gabe Bach and crew from Tex Ags Radio. They are tied up with the Thursday game going on this week. Just couldn't find an extra second to, to get anything accomplished radio-wise for here, our debut of 2018, and we are certainly understanding. And I am just lucky to sit in here in the host chair and help the guys out as A&M gets the Jimbo Fisher era underway this week. Well, as I've mentioned, I host a show, a two-hour daily show that's all about the Southeast called Y'all. You can find it in iTunes podcast. You can find it on radio stations in the South as well. And if you're one of our radio stations, thank you. And if you're not one of our radio affiliates, hey, you ought to care of the Y'all Show. Check us out. Y'all Show at Y'all if you want to reach out to us via email. It's a great show all about the South. We, we cover sports, music, food, politics, gossip, country music, and a little bit of everything Southern. So that that's a fun thing. But I had a chance to interview Gabe recently as we did an SEC preview. And we had Gabe Bach, texags.com czar, radio czar. And he was our special guest. And we're going to go now to that conversation where Gabe set the stage for all of the excitement. And as I kid around in the interview, if you're not a Texas A&M believer, well, listen to this interview with Gabe Bach, and you will be. John, always appreciate it. You do great stuff over there. You know I'm excited. Good <laughs> things are happening in Aggieland. I'm literally driving on George Bush Drive right now, right? George Bush has got his library 200 yeah. yards from where I am. Yeah. And as I look to my left, I see an empty parking lot that used to be a building because big things are happening at A&M and they're about uh. to put an underpass in. But as I look a little bit further to my left, I see my office. And then I look over to the right, and I'm seeing the A&M football practice field. So we're right here on the front lines, baby, mm -hmm. getting ready to get going. A&M, as we talk today, is entering day eight, eight straight days, and Jimbo Fisher has got them practicing out. The hottest part of the day in Texas is 4.30 p.m., oh, really? where it's about 105. On the field, it's probably 110. You know how it is on those fields. Yeah. And, and it is just blistering right now every day. It's the August heat of Texas. And every day he started at the exact same time. And he's got him. He says, look, this ain't utopia. Well, you remember Junction when Coach Bryant in 1954 took Texas A&M to Junction. Remember that movie in the book and everything else? A lot of that was kind of made up. But anyway, it was difficult. Well, last we checked, 80, Utopia, Texas is 80 miles from Junction. Well, this is a long way from Junction because of the rules and everything else. But he's putting them through the ringer about as much as you can in today's college football where you can't do two a days and you can't do three a days like they did back then. But it's been a tough one, man. It's been tough on reporters being out there every single day, much less the guys out there practicing, but we're in the midst of a, what we're seeing here. We're in the midst of a culture change, John. There's no question about that. It's undeniable. There's nobody that can go out there, whether you're affiliated with A&M or not, you go out to one practice and not see that things are different not see that there's a big significant culture change. And I'm not saying A&M's going 10-2 this year because of that. And the guy who came before a, before Jimbo Fisher won 11 games in his first year. He had this magic man named Johnny, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't think he's got a Johnny Manziel. There's one of those that come around in your life if you're lucky. But he does have background history of winning titles. And he's got he's got something about him where the guys are really buying into what he's selling not just on the recruiting trail, which you see where they get the number one class on ESPN, but also uh, there with this group of players that he's inherited. By and large, he's inherited all of these guys for the most part. And they're buying in in a big way, man. There's no doubt about that. So life's good. It's been fun over here. Gabe, they just expanded Kyle Field about three or four years ago. Are you telling me that they're going to need to make it twice the size? It sounds that way. 
<laughs> yeah, no question, man. Let it go all the way to the clouds. No, I think it's a supply <laughs> supply demand. You know, A&M is a special place, John. I think you've been here for a game, and there are a lot of special places, and we get lucky, you and I do, of driving, of going to these places and being able to travel and go all over. I love Tiger Stadium at night. I really do. I mean, whatever you think about LSU, if you're an Aggie, whatever, but you like I the love, you like the bottles crashing over your head part of. I don't like that part. I'm glad I'm kind of protected by glass in the press okay. box. I promise you that. But I'll say I do really enjoy that environment at night, and it's and it's been pretty spectacular. Okay. Uh, you know, Brian Denny's Brian Denny, and you know it's like going to a revival, but it the religion is football. You know, in a lot of ways. So it's pretty crazy to, uh, environment to be at. I really like Ole Miss and their atmosphere. I like uh, I like Auburn a lot. It reminds me a lot of A and M in a lot of ways, but I don't think there's much that can beat the fact that in today's world with phones and and stupid Fortnite or whatever the heck they're calling it nowadays, <laughs> and all these people who they'd rather just be home in the air conditioner, and people are having trouble getting teams, college football, even Alabama to some extent, unless they're playing big games, are having trouble getting students to come to games. Well, I'm gonna tell you right now. And in place Northwestern State on August 30th, and 31,000 students are going to be there. And there'd be more than that. We have 65,000 students here, but there'd be more than that if they could get in. But A&M has always put a premium on the student attendance and the 12th man. And they stand for four hours. They don't sit down. The only time they sit down is after the band plays for about five, five, ten minutes while the other team's band plays, if they even come. Or that's just their one break, and then they stand back up in the heat in the snow, in the rain, it doesn't matter. Whatever, there's no snow very often here, but it, when it happens, they're going to be standing. It's a special place and with a special culture, and it's been great whenever the guy has been in charge. It's been great. It was great. Bryant got it great in the 50s. And they hadn't won a championship since before World War II. This is before World War II. Uh, and let me stop you just in case some of the folks listening, because we're we're beyond the Red River here on the Y'all Show. The Brian he's mentioning there is, yes, Bear Bryant, who coached right. at Texas yes. A&M. They don't call him Bear here. The players would never do it. He, he became the Bear when he got to Bama Boar. Okay. That was a nickname, but he didn't uh, uh, welcome it with open arms like he did once he got to Bama. So a little bit different. If you go to A&M, A&M fans will call him Coach Bryant. And if you find somebody that's an Aggie who said, I played for the Bear, he didn't because he never would call him that. I've never met one guy that legitimately played for Coach Bryant at A&M call him Bear. Okay. And so that's an easy way to sift it out. He welcomed that name a lot better when he more when he got older, when he was at Alabama. <clears throat> but so that's kind of a little bit of a difference there. But point is, Emory Blard comes in with a wishbone. He invented it. And when he got to A&M, they got great. Got to number one in 75. Jackie Sherrill, when he got here, it took him a little while to get going, but he was the million-dollar coach, <clears throat> highest-paid coach in college football history. Now, that was lifetime of contract, four years, one million. And, you know, and he got it rolling, rolling. And then, you know, everything else happened. He had to force to resign. <clears throat> R.C. Slocum had the decade of excellence. So the point is, and they've been looking for that for a long time. They've been looking for their Jackie. But Jackie could have won a bunch of national championships at A&M. Had he not uh, had had he not had to, had to get kind of got run out of there. So uh, the whole point is, A&M's got the tradition, the pageantry. They've got the administration is lined up in a big way. The ducks are in a row. Where the chancellor, he didn't like the past president because the past president was the bowtied Arbo and Lofton, who I really like a lot, Doctor Lofton, and he was a he was a student's president in a lot of ways, and he did have the most to do with A&M moving to the SEC. But the chancellor did have a lot to do with it, too, John Sharp. But the chancellor, I don't think it was kind of a popularity thing. I don't think he liked how much credit the president was got. Anyway, they had a little rift. He had to go. And then the chancellor goes and handpicks this guy from Seattle, Washington, the University of Washington, Michael Young. Michael Young. And he lets him do his job. He trusts the guy. He's very smart. And Michael Young goes and he's not that interested in sports, but he's a businessman. He understands how important sports are to the whole program and the university's health and finance and everything else. So he hires the only AD he really knows, and that's Washington AD Scott Woodward, who pulled Chris Peterson from Boise State, who hired Sark before that. When he had to, And then when Sark goes to USC, he got Chris Peterson. Nobody thought that was going to happen. Nobody thought Peterson was going to leave anywhere, and even Oregon 
where I think he was a GA, tried to hire him before. Many schools did. He pulled him and made it happen. So then Woodward comes here. He's allowed to do his job because the president isn't meddling in athletics. And the Ducks are just in a row. A- antithesis of what happened a couple years back when LSU's Ducks weren't in a row and still aren't in a row. And it's why they botched the deal and why they don't have Jimbo Fisher right now. Even the LSU people that are so close to that program and cover it, they'll tell you that fact. That is a fact. A&M's Ducks are in a row. They were able to pull off a coup. Very few times, Johnny Majors, very few times, as a guy left a college program where he won a championship, voluntarily left for another college program. It doesn't happen. It's usually leaving for the NFL, Saban, Jimmy Johnson, Dennis Erickson, Carroll, you name it. So, But this doesn't happen often. Woodward is a very good AD, one of the best in the country. The administration's right on point, and A&M's spending money like crazy. You know why? Because <laughs> they're swimming in money, so they might as well spend it and put it back into the program. Good things are happening here, John, and it's all about getting the guy. I think A&M's got the guy now. I don't think they're, they're probably in for an eight-win year or something like that. You know, Saban was 6-6 six and six that first year. Kirby was won seven games that first year. I think it takes that first year, but I honestly believe he's building something pretty special. We'll see how quickly and how far he takes it. But every time I watch him speak and every time I listen to him and watch him coach out there, I feel like a and going to win a national championship before it's all said and done. We're talking with Gabe Bach of Tex Ags. He's selling and we're all buying. Let's go get our maroon and white right <laughs> now. I love it. I love the enthusiasm. You know, everybody's undefeated before the season starts, but there is something no special, doubt. something special brewing in East Texas in, in College Station. And I want to ask you, you, you mentioned how you've got the guy in Jimbo Fisher in Aggieland now. What do you see that is the most significant change that he's done to this program since Kevin Sumlin departed? What, what's the biggest difference we're going to see on the I mean, field this year? I think number one is just he, he, toughness. It's, a, it's just part of that culture. He's implemented a lot of toughness with his football team. And Sumlin, implemented- Sumlin wasn't tough? Well, I mean, you know, I, they, I think there was a flash program that relied on a lot of uh, a lot of Johnny Manziel, but ever since then, it kind of just became relatively mediocre. You know, they won 11 games that first year. Yeah. A&M, A&M lost well, four games Johnny's second year. And after that, it just – they weren't able to maintain and just kind of was sitting in, in mediocrity in that seven-win seven, win mark. And, oh, I feel like it was a program that – didn't play sound defense. I don't know what happened with John Chavis. You go out and you get, and you get the the money and the resources to go get a guy that on paper looked like maybe the best DC going, best DC out there, and it just didn't work. You know, it really didn't work in a big way. You had a lot of issues at the quarterback position, fifteen, and then all the guys transferred, and he really couldn't recover off of that in a lot of ways. Jimbo's just instilled a new belief in this group. I think there was a lot of just turmoil in the group. Uh, I go out there and watch, I, and I don't like to disparage Kevin Sumlin this far after his firing because it's just we're in a totally different world. Mm-hmm. But when you go out there and watch Jimbo Fisher, I'll tell you this much. Jimbo Fisher was out there coaching special teams the other day. I don't know if Kevin Sumlin was even watching special teams when he was walking around. I mean, most times someone walking around, you know, swinging his whistle – with his sunglasses on, and I hardly ever saw him say anything to anybody. Well, when when Jimbo's there, there's a presence. You know it. I mean, he's out there. Every play, there's something to critique. So it's an attention to detail that wasn't there before. I think toughness had – I think this team was soft. I really believe that. And that's why you look at the the lack of being able to to line up and run the football. Mm -hmm. That's You look at running the zone read from the shotgun on third and inches in a bowl game, and you don't get it. You get lost – drop for a two-yard loss. Um, the inability to use the tight end, that was a non-factor in this thing, even though the tight end is so in vogue right now in football. Uh, giving up yards and bunches against the run was a huge problem on this defense. So I just think it needed an, an installation uh, and an infusion of toughness. And that's what he kind of goes by, toughness, the efforts there in a big way. But there's belief right now that they're good. There's belief right now that they're on to something. And I, I'll also say this about someone. In 2012, he was the perfect coach for A&M at that time. You know, they needed to make a change. They needed an infusion of confidence. And I'll tell you this, Kevin Sumlin is a confident dude. And he's a high-energy kind of guy. 
And it was the Sumlin, Cliff Kingsbury as offensive coordinator, and Johnny Manziel, that triumvirate, that three-headed monster, that really did some unbelievable special things. And nobody can take that from him. And it was a great run and a heck of a year. But I think I didn't, I didn't feel over time that that was built to last. I feel over time, I feel right now, honestly, that Jimbo is building this thing to last in a big way. Recruiting, he's going to recruit. Everybody knows that. And that's Gabe Bach of Tex-Ags Radio chatting with me on the Y'all Show. Well, we've got more of that ahead. Hold on. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with the man of Tex-Ags Radio, Gabe Bach, as he breaks down 2018 Texas A&M football. That's ahead on the Maroon and White Report. Hey, Dad, want to shoot some hoops? In a bit, buddy. I promise. Allegra knows that allergy symptoms can get in the way of enjoying the moment. I'll just play by myself. For outdoor and indoor allergies, get Allegra. It's the fastest non-drowsy allergy relief. It starts working in one hour, helping you break through your worst allergy symptoms with continuous 24-hour relief. Yes! Great shot, buddy. Let's play another game. You're on, Dad. Get Allegra and get back to the moment. Among single-ingredient OTC-branded oral antihistamines. Use as directed. I just saved hundreds of dollars by switching to GEICO. I've never felt more alive. Disclaimer, GEICO cannot guarantee you will feel more alive. You either possess functioning respiratory and circulatory systems, or you do not, or you are a zombie. If you are indeed a brain-starved zombie and you would like to save money on car insurance, the GEICO legal team applauds your excellent life choices, even in your shambling afterlife. But we strongly encourage you to visit GEICO.com or download the GEICO app. Please stay a minimum of 500 feet away from our large and presumably delicious, delicious brains. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Hi, Gabe Bach here from Texags Radio, and if you're not currently a premium or varsity level subscriber to Texags.com, what are you waiting for? Texags.com is the inside source for all things Aggie sports, the leaders in breaking news coverage, in-depth analysis, recruiting scoop, and more. Whether it's exclusive long-form interviews with Aggie players and coaches or insight on the next big recruit on his way to Aggieland, nobody covers A&M like Texags. Jump on board now and don't miss out on the very best in A&M sports coverage. It's Texags.com. Back into the Maroon and White Report from CRM Sports. I'm John Rawl, executive producer. I'm not normally heard on this show. Gabe Bach and the Texas Radio crew usually have the host reigns, but they are quite busy with the opener this week. So I'm filling in, and I want to remind you, if you're listening to our show prior to kickoff against Northwestern State, enjoy the show. If you're listening to us after kickoff and you know the result and you're listening to us Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or beyond, we want to apologize with the short week. Our production schedule got all out of whack. And so that's why today we're not really focused on game one. We're really more about the entire season and trying to make the show as relevant as possible and hopefully as enjoyable as possible. Well, I had a chance to talk to Gabe recently on my two-hour daily show that's syndicated, The Y'all Show. And we want to start back our conversation with Mr. Bach, and he gets a chance to start breaking down positions of the Texas A&M Aggies. Number one, everything starts at the quarterback. They've definitely got a, a big-time competition going on right now between Nick Starkle, who threw for 499 yards in the bowl game against Wake. You would think a guy who threw for 500 yards in the bowl game would be an entrenched starter coming back to the next year. <laughs> you think. But not so fast because Kellen Mond has bridged the gap in a big way. He had a really nice close to the spring game. They like Kellen Mond a lot, his ability to, to run and throw. You know, look at guys that Jimbo had at LSU. Josh Booty could run and throw. Rohan Davey, Jamarcus Russell. You look at, at, at Florida State with Jameis Winston, with E.J. Manuel. Uh, you know, Everett Golson there for that one year where you're splitting time more than anything. DeAndre Francois. I really believe Mon really fits the kind of quarterback that Jimbo's looking for. And Mon is a really smart guy. So is Starkle. And Starkle's got a bazooka arm, but there's something about Kellen. You know, and Jimbo said he's the, the guy with the presence when he walks in the room. It doesn't have to be the most talkative one. If that were the case, it'd be Starkle. It's the guy who's got presence and you feel it. You feel it when he's in the room. And when this guy wins the team, he's going to win the job. And there's just something you know when you know, right? It's not about numbers and charting and watching all the video and seeing who completes the most passes. He says, you know when you know 
and the guy that wins the team is going to win the job. And I honestly believe this thing is neck and neck. It's going to be Monder Starkle. I truly think, John, that they're going to play two quarterbacks pretty evenly in the first game against Northwestern State. Either one of them will beat Northwestern State. And he's got to give Brent Venables and Dabo as much to think about in their 20-hour limit as they possibly can. A&M will have nine days at home hosting Clemson, and it will be brutally hard to beat them, right? Mm -hmm. But you got the gamesmanship of it. He's got to make Dabo and Brent think he's going to play either one of these quarterbacks. And I honestly am sitting here, honestly have no idea who he's going to pick. Yeah. So you got that, you know, one of those guys. You got Travion Williams. He's, I think he's one of the four or five best backs in the league. So certainly him. Um, And then defensively, Kingsley Kiki. He's a guy that at times was 325 pounds last year playing inside. He's moved to 285, and they moved him outside early in fall camp at defensive end. And Kingsley Kiki's a senior. He's a pro prospect, and I think he's in line for a breakout year. He never put up a ton of numbers, Mm -hmm. but he disrupted a lot of stuff inside. Now he'll have an opportunity playing a little three technique, but also playing on at defensive end just because of necessity. A&M needs some defensive ends. They're, They're thin there. Kiki could be a guy who's got himself in good shape. He's got some beach muscles going on. It was not not flabby arms anymore. He's this guy's got it going. So I think he's going to be a guy to watch for sure. They've got some good defensive tackles inside, and they've got uh, Tyrell Dodson coming back off a hundred tackle year, five and a half sacks, like twelve tackles for loss at linebacker. And Elko moved him. Mike Elko, the defensive coordinator, moved him to the buck position, a will linebacker. And I believe Dotson is going to be one of those breakout players in the SEC this year. They've got a couple safeties they really like. Donovan Wilson returns from a medical redshirt. He got injured in that UCLA game at his senior year. Got off to a tough start. It was over before it started, really. That first game of the year there at the Rose or at the Rose Bowl against UCLA in that in that opener, that crazy loss. So uh, Wilson and then Derek Tucker at safety. Those are kind of the guys, the players to watch, so to speak. Yeah. Everything starts and ends right now, though, with the quarterback battle because I think they're both good. They're two polar opposite style players. I think Jimbo could win with either one of them, <clears throat> would be excited to use either one of them, but the offense could look kind of different. And He's trying to figure out who fits best in his offense in that pro-style set. I think either one of them would be good at it, but that's the battle that everybody's watching because they are two totally different kind of players. Gabe Bach, our special guest. Gabe, I feel sorry for Texas A&M. Do we need to organize <laughs> sort of a donation drive to Texas A&M? Because, yeah, you have a soft game in Northwestern State, the Demons coming into Kyle Field for that first game. But two of your first four games on this schedule, yeah. Clemson on September 8th at Kyle Field, and then you have to go to Tuscaloosa and face Alabama on September 22nd. You're facing <laughs> Alabama and Clemson in two of the first four games. Are y'all crazy? Yeah, pretty much. I, you know, I wonder if they hired Jimbo and then showed him the schedule. You know, once they once they ain't tried, it's like, man, are you sure? Uh, what, I thought I got away from Dabo Sweeney, yeah. but you know, then he looks at the 2019 schedule. He goes to Athens and to Clemson. I think in the first month of the year, on the road, both of them on the road still has Bama. You know, that year also goes to LSU. And so, I mean, it is just crazy the schedule. But that's life in the SEC West. If you want to play a tough out-of-conference game like that, and then it's when Georgia rolls over. Next year is going to be even harder than this year. So you know, life isn't getting any easier until 2020 probably when Georgia rolls off. it's pro- I think it's Kentucky and South Carolina or Vandy and South Carolina in 2020. <clears throat> and then you go Colorado's your toughest non-conference game. 19 is going to be harder than 18. But 18 is going to be brutal. I think most Aggies expect A&M to start 2-2. Two and two. Most Aggies expect the quarterback – it's a 400-level, graduate-level kind of offense. You know that. Jimbo, that's just the way he coaches. They'll get better as the season goes along, more comfortable with it. And so with that, for the first time since 2012, the Heisman year for Johnny, most people expect A&M to start 2-2 two and two and get better for once, for the first time since 12, as the year goes along. But it, that's that's a tough – that's a really brutal start. Clemson and Alabama t- twice, both those teams in the first week. <laughs> most, most people believe that that's number one and number two. But how about what happens toward the end, you know, middle to late part of the season? The SEC didn't do – the scheduling committee did not do A&M very many favors. Back-to-back-to-back road games. And you really don't see that very often. A&M goes to South Carolina. Tough game. Man, that's a tough game. And then after a bye – Goes to Mississippi State, maybe tougher game. 
and then to Auburn, arguably tougher game. That's back-to-back-to-back at SC, at MSU, and at War Eagle. And, man, you're hoping to go maybe one and two in that stretch. If you win everything else, that's an eight-win year. And I think Aggies right now – now, catch me after the Clemson game if they're going nuts if A&M loses. I don't think they will. I think right now their head's in a good place. Whoa, 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 whoa. You just called for Texas A&M to beat Clemson? No, 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 no. I said catch me after the Clemson game if Aggies are going nuts – because a and just lost a game, right? Okay. The point is A&M's 0-0 right now. So uh, when you're 0-0 okay, and you, okay. can think, you can think properly, you're not thinking emotionally, right? <laughs> but college football fans are emotional, so they'll probably be emotional if A&M loses to Clemson. I'm saying catch me then and I'll give you a better answer. Uh-huh. But right now when everybody's 0-0, uh, everybody's saying the right things. Most Aggies you talk to, expect about an eight and four year because it is one of the tougher schedules in the country. I think LSU schedules tougher than A&M's. I think Auburn's is tougher than A&M's. Really? But after that, I think A&M's, I think Texas A&M has the third toughest schedule in the SEC. Well, I thought Texas A&M may, may have had the toughest schedule in all the country. I guess they don't. Well, I mean, look at Auburn. Well, they go A&M at Georgia and at Alabama to close. I think that's really, really tough. Have to go to Mississippi State. So and then have the the opening game against Washington. That is a really tough schedule. And I've always thought LSU had the toughest schedule in college football. I mean, they're they're stretch in the middle there. They have to go to Auburn early. They play Miami in week one, but that stretch where they go at Florida, Georgia, Mississippi State, and Alabama, four in a row. At Florida, Georgia, Mississippi State, and Alabama. That is just an incredibly and they have to go to A and M with Jimbo, the guy that they let slip out of their hands. So it is not going to be easy by any stretch of the imagination. I think LSU's got the toughest schedule. Okay. Well, Gabe, we, we love how you just bring it. We love it. You, and if you want more of Gabe, not only on the Y'all Show, well, tune in every day to Tex-Ags Radio. You can, what's the best, easiest way for people to find your radio on social media or whatever? I think the easiest way, well, you can go to at Tex-Ags Radio on Twitter. All the information is there. Sure. <laughs> you can go to RadioAggieland.com and okay. download the mobile site, all that. Uh, you can find us on iTunes. <clears throat> appreciate all the plugs texags.com we're doing a lot of cool stuff there so we'd love any aggie listening or sec people we got a big community of sec non-aggies but sec people this board does you know a couple one to two million page views a day it is incredibly uh busy so if you want to go start and and be a part of conversation not just around AM sports but around uh around the entire sec we're doing that every single day, so we'd love to have anybody, anybody and everybody that wants to jump on. And a reminder, you don't just get Gabe's lovely voice. You can actually watch Gabe's pretty face on some, <laughs> of, these, some of these things. Hey, face, face, for, uh, face for radio, voice for Prince, what uh, <laughs> Olin said. I think Olin says, face for radio, voice for rodeo. Texags.com's Gabe Bach on the Y'all Show recently. When we come back, we're going to have some fun with Gabe. We're going to move over from the gridiron, and we're going to talk a little food. If you're coming to College Station and you've never been to the area or it's been a while since you've been to Aggieland, well, we're going to get Gabe's great takes on where you need to go. So go ahead and get your planning done right now. This is the Maroon and White Report. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Maroon and White Report, a show all about Texas A&M, and we are glad that you joined us here on our premiere, the 2018 debut of the Maroon and White Report. If you're listening to us on one of our great affiliates in the Lone Star State, also known as Greater Aggieland, want to thank you for listening to us. We've been on the air now about five years, six years, something like that. I think since Texas A&M joined the SEC was our first year of broadcasting the Maroon and White Report. I want to thank all of our longtime affiliates, and if you're a new affiliate on the list, we appreciate your carrying this all-Aggie show. And we'll be on the air weekly through football season with an all-Maroon and White dose of information from Aggieland. Gabe Bach of Tex Ags is the normal host of this show, and we're going to go back to an interview I recently did with Gabe talking about Texas A&M. Now, this is the portion of the interview where we kind of got away from the gridiron and the X's and O's and just had some fun 
talking about tradition and some of the cool things to see and do if you'd make it to a A&M football game with three straight home games here to start the season. No excuse if you can find a ticket to get to Aggieland and check out Kyle Field and the improvements around campus and such. But I had some fun because last time I was in College Station, I had a chance to venture away and go to a place that I'm about to ask Gabe about. So enjoy this non-football portion of our interview with Gabe Bach. For those who haven't been to College Station, for those SEC fans who are Clemson fans looking to maybe come to Texas for the first time and, and see an Aggie game or check out the area, what are your best recommendations? I've got mine, which is Sotolax, uh, not far from College oh, Station. Yeah. With their what are the what is their specialty there? The country steak or something like that? Oh, their chicken fried steak. There you the go. Charts. Chicken yeah, fried yeah. steak is awesome there. Yeah. But I know Gabe Bach is a real insider on great food in the area. So give us a one or two places you'd recommend. My wife tells me I've, I'm way too big of an insider on food. There's no doubt. So we're trying to work on that. But uh, I would say Good Bull Barbecue. It's right down from us, four doors down from Texas, right on George Bush Drive, across from campus. Okay. Great barbecue there. Roy Mays, the oldest Yale leader in school history. He was a, a war veteran and and then came back to school in his 30s, had a teenage daughter and was a, a Yale leader, which is one of the five guys that stand up there and lead all the chants and go to do midnight yell and everything else. Probably so, what you did was, when you were at A&M. No, no, I was never popular enough for that. No <laughs> but, uh, so, Roy, so Roy's the operator there. Uh, I definitely think Mad Taco gets you something unique because they've got this tamale bread, not a tortilla. This tamale bread that looks like a tortilla, but it'll knock your socks off. So definitely think Mad Taco. And I'm all about, like you said, the chicken fried steak. I like Soda Lake's Longhorn Tavern in downtown Bryan. If you can get to downtown Bryan, go check that place out. A lot of really, really good. If you want to eat a steak, uh, my boy Wade and the Republic will do you right. And they just got a brand new building. Really? That is off the charts. And it's really close to campus, the Republic Steakhouse. And my wife and my favorite place is Christopher's. It's way out. It's east of. The, it's a little drive, but it's only tech, technically it's like six minutes from campus. I mean, is so it's not a, that far. Are we talking about Piney Woods? Where, where are we talking about? No, no. It's in. It's in Bryan. It just okay. takes you about five or ten minutes to get there. Okay. It's not really. It, it's not right next to campus like a lot of these. Mm -hmm. This is going to take you about a ten minute drive from campus. But Christopher's World Cuisine. This guy's a an incredible, world renowned chef. He's been doing this for about 20 years here with his restaurant, and it is really, really good. All right. Well, we're, we're also not just about food. We like our music, too. So where can we get some good tunage in Bryan College Station? Oh, man, you got to go to Hurricane Harry's on Friday nights if you come in for a home game. Hurricane Harry's got all the Texas country music. Pat Green comes through there, Robert Earl Keen. You know, Lyle Lovett's an Aggie. Robert Earl Keen's an Aggie. And they'll, they'll swing in by there. All kinds of good, uh, good Texas country music, good dancing. So, you know, we're not about the swing dancing as much as we're about the two-step in Aggieland or Texas. So you can definitely go do that. I would think that's the best one. Okay. And that's definitely where, you know, people in my age, in their 30s, try to avoid the old uh, 18 to 22 crowd a lot of times. So we go to Hurricane <laughs> Harris. Okay. Hey, don't leave out two other great Aggies with country music connections, okay? Please don't. You got Bubba Strait, George's son. Yep. yep. And Rick Trevino. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, it, the list really goes on. Roger Krieger's an Aggie. There's a bunch of really good Ags doing doing some great work out there in the country music scene. Ah, oh, the great Gabe. Love that guy. Love everything that he and everybody at Tex Ags, what they do each and every hour of every day, bringing Texas A&M fans all over the world information on the Aggies and Tex Ags Radio, a fantastic operation right on the campus, right, right, right really I guess it's technically off the campus of Texas A&M, but you can't get much closer than Tex Ags. They look over the practice field, if you haven't seen that, in College Station. And Tex Ags Radio, which is hosted by Gabe, is a daily Aggie and SEC-focused sports talk show that airs weekdays from 8 to 11 a.m. Central Time on Sports Radio 1150 in Bryan College Station. And it also airs on the CW Channel 8 TV in Bryan College Station, and on texags.com. They're all over the place in Aggieland and beyond with Texas A&M Talk. In fact, go there now to Texags, and you can find an interview done this week that Billy Lucci and Gabe did with the director of athletics at Texas A&M, Scott Woodward. He was their special guest in studio, and it is a great, 
great interview that you'll want to hear. Woodward talking about the future of A&M and more now that Jimbo Fisher is calling the shots on the football team as head coach. We're going to go to a break. When we come back, we'll wrap up the Maroon and White debut for 2018 with a look around the schedule for SEC teams this opening weekend of college football. This is the Maroon and White Report from CRM Sports. All across Texas and beyond, people are buying from Tom Light Chevrolet. Why? Because we constantly challenge ourselves to give you unrivaled savings. With the most competitive internet pricing available, there's no need to drive all over the map for the best closeout deals of the year. Tom Light Chevrolet has the largest selection of Silverados, Cruises, Corvettes, and Camaros in the Brazos Valley. You want more for your trade? Come in and get a free cash offer on your old car with no obligation to buy. Tom Light Chevrolet is your official Auto Trader Trade-In Marketplace dealership. Feel free to walk away with cash or use it as a down payment on your new Chevy. Because we know that when you see these amazing closeout prices, you'll never want to shop anywhere else. That's why since 1972, all roads lead to Tom Light Chevrolet. Come and see our team at North Earl Rudder Freeway in Bryant or shop us online all the time at TomLight.com. Chevy, find new roads. Whether you brew the craftiest beer or offer the sharpest haircuts in town, we've got the right business cards to promote what makes your business great at Vistaprint. And right now, we're offering 500 custom cards starting at just $9.99. You can choose everything about your card, the shape, the paper, and you can design it yourself or ask for a little help from our support team. So get the most bang for your and head to Vistaprint.com to get 500 business cards starting at $9.99. Use promo code 7373 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 7373. And welcome into the final segment of the Maroon and White Report's 2018 debut. We'll be with you all throughout college football season as the Aggies and Coach Jimbo Fisher toe meets leather and the season up and going. And the Maroon and White Report will be your friendly weekly destination for all things Aggies, perhaps to the SEC Championship and beyond. Big things could be ahead this year. We'll just have to wait and see. Of course, the Aggies kicking things off with the Thursday matchup against Northwestern State. Now, Saturday's matchups in the SEC, it's going to be a Palmetto State battle of roosters as the South Carolina Gamecocks in their brand-new field at Williams-Brice Stadium. You may have seen this. They recently had a Beyonce and Jay-Z concert at the cockpit in Columbia, and they tore up the field and they just put in a brand-new turf field. The turf came from Georgia, of all places. I guess they don't grow good grass in South Carolina. But they've got it installed. They're ready for action as the Gamecocks play Coastal Carolina, which has recently moved up to FBS football from the FCS ranks. They're in the Sun Belt. And they'll play South Carolina this weekend at Williams-Brice Stadium. That's an early kickoff, 11 o'clock Aggie time in Columbia on the SEC Network. Gamecocks and Chanticleers. The Texas Tech Red Raiders are in Houston, and they're playing the Ole Miss Rebel Landshark Bears this weekend. And that's the Advocare Texas kickoff happening in at NRG Stadium, 11 o'clock kick in Houston for the Red Raiders and Rebel Black Bear Landsharks. The Georgia Bulldogs have an FCS opponent between the hedges. The Austin P. Governors are in Athens to take on the number three ranked team in the country and the defending SEC champs. Meanwhile, over in Atlanta, the Auburn Tigers and the Washington Huskies are in the Chick-fil-A kickoff at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. This is a mid-afternoon kick on ABC and a top ten matchup between the Huskies and the Plainsmen. That'll be a fun game to tune in if you have a chance this weekend to check out Albie and UW. The Tennessee Vols go to Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte, the stadium that Cam Newton and Luke Keekley helped build, and they will take on the West Virginia Mountaineers in Charlotte. And this is a mid-afternoon game that's actually going to be on CBS. You know, usually CBS doesn't have a college football game in the opening weekend of college football, but they do this weekend as the Nears and the Vols get it going in the Queen City of Charlotte. Kentucky Wildcats, they host the Central Michigan Chippewas at Kroger Field in Lexington. Missouri Tigers are hosting the UT Martin Skyhawks 
at Faroe Field in Columbia. The Hogs of Arkansas are in Razorback Stadium this weekend. And Eastern Illinois, Tony Romo U comes over to take on the new coaching staff of Arkansas this weekend. Mississippi State's got a Texas team heading into Davis Wade Stadium as the Lumberjacks from Stephen F. Austin. They will take their axes and try to knock down Mississippi State in this matchup in Starkville. That's a 6.30 kick central time between Stephen F. Austin and MSU. The Florida Gators and their new coach who came over from Mississippi State, Dan Mullen, welcome in the Buccaneers of Charleston Southern to the Swamp. That's a 6.30 kick in central time zone. The Vanderbilt Commodores have a Middle Tennessee matchup as they take on, well, they take on Middle Tennessee. The MTSU Blue Raiders head to Vanderbilt Stadium for a Music City showdown with the Doors. Last year, Vandy went to Murfreesboro and beat MTSU, which was a little surprising to me that they could get that victory after Vanderbilt really had a terrible year. Although they did beat Tennessee. (laughs) Alabama is in a neutral site. They play the Louisville Cardinals in Orlando Saturday evening. That's a 7 o'clock kick central time as the Bama Crimson Tide and old Bobby Petrino coaching the UofL facing off in Mickey Mouse land. And finally, the only other team playing on Sunday in the SEC, the only game going on Sunday, period, is LSU takes on the Miami Hurricanes in Jerry World in Arlington. And this will be a matchup of top 25 teams. Former Georgia coach Mark Rick's Miami Hurricanes are sitting at number eight. And they go to AT&T Stadium with a lot of momentum as they had a great year, except for the last three games on their schedule in 2017. They actually won, I think, 10 in a row. And they'll take on Ed Orgeron, who just announced an Ohio State transfer is going to be his starting quarterback Sunday in Arlington. Not Big D, but in Big A when the Tigers and Canes get together. And that's a look at the SEC schedule for this opening weekend of college football. And that puts a wrap on this first show of the Maroon and White Report. Again, I'm your executive producer, John Rawl. You're likely to not hear from me the rest of the season, and that's just fine. You're going to hear from the Tex-Ags radio staff of Gabe Bach, Billy Lucci, Olin Buchanan, and more as they'll give you your feel of Aggie info direct from Aggieland, the TexAgs.com staff. Nobody does it better. And we'll be back on the second week of the season's show as A&M will look back at the Northwestern State game, but we'll really be looking ahead to the Clemson Tigers. The Tigers come in number two, assuming they get past Furman this weekend, and it'll be a great opportunity for Jimbo Fisher to make a big statement if his team can actually win, but perhaps by even having a close game, we'll know how far Texas A&M has come in a short period of time in the Jimbo Fisher era. That's all in week two. We hope to see you right back here next week on Maroon and White Report from CRM Sports. Thanks for listening.